Welcome to the East Martian Chronicles, podcasting from the edge of things. We're here today with Carolyn and Paul from the Quills Writing Group, writing from, in and about, our very own East Marsh. They've been writing together since 2019 and have recently published a collection of stories and poems in their first book, Tales from the East Marsh. So I'll start with you, Carolyn, because you you kicked off this whole thing back in the day. Could you tell our audience about the writing group, how it came about, how it continued in difficult times and what it means to you? Yes, so back in 2019, when we launched the, uh, the the CCC, the Creative Civic Change event on Freeman Street Market, I was wandering around the market, accosting people with a tattoo, asking them what the story of their tattoo was, and just getting a general feel for how people felt about storytelling. And lots of people wanted to tell stories, but I was thinking, yeah, okay, yep, but not many people really want to write. And it can be quite difficult persuading people that writing is for them. But I uh, I met Pat on that day and Mick and Steve and they formed the core writing group. They said they'd, they'd turn up and they did. They were true to their word. And um, we met on Freeman Street Market and we started talking about life writing and their life experiences. And um, it, it went from there. It's a very different group to what it was initially and that's not um, talking about the people it's talking about the the intention of the group it's become a lot less formal and um, we have really bonded as as a group and we look upon ourselves more as a, a support group and a family and um, the but, but we write as well and um, and the writing just happens naturally in between our conversations we always check in with each other we always catch up and um, whatever's on our mind comes through the writing as well. Thanks, Carolyn. Turning to you, Paul, um, how did you find out about the writer's group and and what has it meant to you? Well, it came about purely by chance when I actually uh, went to the library to see a show. And um, when I got there, I was told it was first come, first serve. I got there an hour before to make sure I got a place. And uh, there was nothing set up or anything. And people just came in and put chairs around, put newspapers on the floor. And I thought, what the hell is going on here? And they said that, um, oh, we're trying to start a new group to write something and perform it within six weeks. And um, I was ready to walk out. I started to walk towards the door and then somebody stopped me and explained it properly. And uh, I thought, well, I've just lost my wife. I'll be going home to an empty house. What have I got to lose? And I, it's funny, but well, on that first day, we all wrote anything we liked, just from the newspapers. It could be anything you like, from an advert, even the desk column if you wanted. But we somehow mingled all the stuff together to start actually uh, to, to slowly put the show together. And... Uh, it was within a couple of weeks. It felt like I'd known these people forever. Um, that's what encouraged me to write a story called Scales, which was the name of the show at the time. So uh, it, will, it was a beginning, definitely beginning. 
Thank you, Paul. That, that was beautiful. Carolyn, talking about writing itself, what's, what's the, what are the most important elements of good writing? Of good writing? Um, I think authenticity, definitely. Um, there are lots and lots of different ways, different approaches to write. There is no one set way. So it's finding your own style, really, and finding your own voice. And uh, editing uh, is a very important role as well. Because we do tend, we, we always go ideas first, because obviously without ideas, you haven't got anything. So ideas first, get it all down on the paper. Don't worry about it. Don't don't try and, and um, tinker with it. And then once all of your ideas are down, then go back in and start shaping and start cutting. And um, that, well, it always works for me and it's it's worked pretty well in the in the group. So what what do you think is the most difficult part? of writing for people or of the writing process it's the blank page the blank page is very very intimidating so the sooner you can get something down on it and and make it your own the better so we do something called free fall writing well we call it free fall writing um and it's a stream of consciousness so you just think about whatever's in your head and you you get it down on paper trying not to stop writing for about two three four minutes so it's continuous writing and if you get stuck, give yourself a buzzword um, so that you write the buzzword until a thought comes back to you and just keep writing and writing and writing. The, um, as we always explain, there won't be a great deal in there that you can use, but there might be a word or a phrase um, that, that just sparks an idea. And if not, it's just the, that physical contact with the paper that just frees your mind up to, to, to think about things. And people often say, you know, well, I've, I haven't got anything to write about, but it's the, the conversation as well with other people, with other writers, that sparks ideas. Mm, I almost want to start writing myself. It sounds like a very nurturing group that you have. It really is, yes. Um, so, Paul, you've contributed to a book now. You're a published author. Um, can you tell us something about the book? There's a, a copy on there if you needed to have a look at it. Uh, yeah, well, it's all our individual ideas, really. And one of the things that when I, I wrote Blackpool Engagement, and Blackpool Engagement was um, is part of a, hopefully a bigger book called The Arms of Mary, because uh, I don't want good memories to be lost uh, in time. Um, cause I had forty three years of good memories, but there's only one tiny bit of it in that in that book. But I always think uh, with writing, um, if you've ever read The Curious Instant Dog in the Night Time, he, he asks what he writes, and his, his advice was, write the kind of stuff you'd like to read yourself. And I think that's a good idea. Yeah, thanks, Paul. It sounds like really good advice. So the, the structure of the book, Carolyn, how did that come about? The structure, well, uh, there's a real mix in there, and... Um, the the other members of the group, so we've got Paul, uh, we've got Pat, Kelly and Innes and um, everybody has their own unique style. They are very, very different, which is perfect for, for the book and they, they work together really well. So some people are writing about themselves, some people, that there's some very gritty um, material in there as well. And um, well, I'd just like to say at this point that we always, we've always felt as though we've had an, an extra member of the group in, in Paul's late wife, Mary, 
because Paul's talked about Mary and um, he's written about her and we just feel that we know her and she's been with us in spirit as we've been as we've been writing. So um, we, we've all brought our own unique um, experiences, life experiences together and uh, we, we put them together. It, it was quite a natural order that we found as we were putting it together um, and mixing up the that the fiction and the non-fiction and the poetry so that um, the reader is taken on a real journey from um, the fairy tale, the spiritual, the, the gritty reality. Uh, and there's a lovely um, East Marsh fairy tale in there as well. So, yes, we, we wanted to to create a bit of a roller coaster of emotions for the reader as we were putting it together. Thank you. It certainly is that. It's a fantastic read as well, by the way, which always matters. Paul, you uh, played your part in a recent uh, promotion for the book um, at the market, live. Um, How did that feel to you? How did it go? Well, I was actually asked to read somebody else's work, and that was more nerve-wracking because uh, I wanted to see if I could do it justice. And I didn't know how he wanted it read. But we did an experiment uh, with another group and we all read each other's uh, work without actually seeing it beforehand to see how we interpreted it. And I think that's actually a good good thing. But um, I've always said to people, when you write, there's only one person you need to please, and that's yourself. If you think it's a good piece of work, it doesn't matter if it doesn't sell a copy. It, it gives you some satisfaction. That's really encouraging for any artist in any medium, actually, isn't it? Just do it for you. Don't worry what others think. Crack on. Love it. Um, Carolyn, how do people actually get a copy of this book? Is it still available or is it sold out? It's it's still available. Um, each writer has uh, have copies and they're selling them at £8 a copy. So I think the best way would be to email me and then I can contact the, the writers and we can get a copy sorted. So that's carolyn at eastmarshunited.org and we'll put that information in the show notes. That's brilliant, thank right. you. So um, is there a sequel? Well. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we were all a little bit, it was a bit of an anticlimax the first time we met after the, the book launch and we said, oh, right, okay, right. Well, um and uh, Pat, who uh, has, um, oh, she, she wrote the, the East Marsh fairy tale. She said, um, we're not writing another one, are we? And I just rolled my eyes and she said, oh, she didn't say no. <laughs> so, no, I didn't say no. Never say no. Um, well, who, I bumped into Pat after the um, after the show, after the book was published and everything. And uh, she said she'd written a poem, which was the first time yes, she'd done and that anyway. So something's afoot. Something is, is a definitely afoot. I haven't seen it yet because we, we couldn't get together last week. So I'm, I'm still waiting to read it. Yeah. So I can't wait. Well, thank you very much. It's been lovely talking to you and uh, is there anything either or both of you would just like to say that, that maybe we've we've missed out here there was one teacher i was always being put down at school on me writing and there was a teacher called mr morton who was a teacher at linty school and he says your spelling's awful your grammar's terrible he says but keep going because you've got your own style and I'll give you an example of that. He, he gave us a title of a story the day I was left in charge. 
and it's about a person who's left in a house on his own, and he's the only one there, and it's actually the house he's in charge of. And uh, so I took, a, I turned the story over a bit. Well, that's just the way I do things. But I've, I've always got to give everything I write a title beforehand uh, because it seems to stimulate me. If there's no title there, I'd say I have trouble. What about you? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm the opposite, actually. I, I like to meander through something and then think of a title afterwards. Yeah, I might not but we're all different, aren't we? I might not keep to the title. But no. <laughs> but that's really good advice, though, Paul, um, because spelling, punctuation and grammar, who cares, really? You know, it's the ideas that, that we're interested in. It's getting getting your writing down. That's what matters. Anything mm. else can be sorted further down the line. So there's a tussle here with uh, rules and boundaries and it's the same mm. in life, it's the same in any artistic process. So fantastic. You've really grappled with this and um, that's it for uh, today's show. But um, our talented producer, Andy Nichol, actually recorded some of the performances on the night, which we absolutely loved, by the way. And we're happy to say we'll be publishing um, the writers reading extracts from the book over the coming days. So stay tuned and make sure you subscribe to get updates. Goodbye. <laughs>